it slices, it dices, it makes all your dreams come true. The Creators Collective provides information not only on woodworking, but metalworking, leather, electronics and more. But that's not all. It also comes with three hosts to answer all your creating questions. Now, listen along as James Wright, Zach Herberholtz and William Walker fumble through answering your questions live each Thursday morning. Listen in now and you can have this amazing podcast for the simple monthly installment of a Patreon subscription. But we're just getting started. And we're back for another exciting episode of the Creators Collective. And this is going to be an exceptionally boring week because Will is gone again. But that's okay. We have Matt Cremona with us today. <laughs> Say hi, Matt. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, as usual, uh, Will is uh, not able to make it. <laughs> but that's okay because we have Matt in. Hello. Um, our, new, um, our, our new Will replacement. So it's, it's not, uh, not, our, not our old Will replacement of uh, Jackman Works this week. I uh, do want to say a huge thank you to our patrons on Patreon. If you want to find out more about that, you can go to patreon.com. In particular, I want to say a huge thank you to Darren Mates, Caleb Harris, if you can make this too, and Judith Grass. You are helping to make this channel better. So thank you for that. So um, this week, we have uh, Matt Cremona with us, as I've said. And uh, this is uh, uh, this is where you can now say, uh, do you love it or do you crotch? <laughs> What? I don't think I don't think he has the context on that, <laughs> which makes it even funnier to me. There's 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 some sort of like I don't know what's happened to me as I get older, but for some reason when a joke falls flat, it can almost be funnier than when like it actually has a legitimate punchline. Those are the best ones. Like yeah, the awkwardness yeah. that follows a terrible joke to me is like that's the best kind of humor. More better than a good joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> certainly can be. Oh, cool. well, uh, what? Let's start us off, Matt. What you got going on? Um, heck, I've been doing. Oh, I just wrapped up the hand tool cabinet, so that's finally done and uh, hang on the wall, which feels pretty good. I've been just uh, finishing up some of the stuff for the guild build, which that was part of, and uh, just kind of getting ready for this trip here to the UK. I'm going heading over for Maker Central, but I'm also going a week early to spend uh, six days at Crimson Guitars making a guitar out of a piece of wood. Nice. That's, so that's cool. pretty cool. How are you getting that uh, that chunk over there? Just right the there. Oh, you mailed it? What yep. What kind of wood? Uh, silver maple for the body, and I got a piece of curly birch for the neck. Very cool. That's about as much birch as I neck, know about huh? guitars right there. I don't know. I don't think, I, like, I'm, I'm sure it's a thing. I've, I've been a Oh, it's definitely not a thing. It's it's a whatever Matt had to look good. It's yeah, works, uh, <laughs> I mean, I've I've played instruments most of my life and, and a specifically guitar. I don't think I've ever heard of a birch neck. Probably for a reason. <laughs> I don't know. Didn't they is it, didn't they use birch for like bows and stuff? Isn't it like kind of a springy? What I don't know much about birch. I don't, springy. I don't think so. Uh, it's kind of I think it's more brittle than springy. Oh, yeah. Huh. Maybe you think like canoes, like birch bark canoes, maybe? Maybe that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Or like a dugout canoe, maybe? I, I, I know nothing about like wood uses outside of like furniture making, like bows, instruments. I got nothing. Nothing. <laughs> huh. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know much about birch. <laughs> oh, they make drums out of it, though. I know that. Drum yeah. shells. Yeah. I didn't even know that. There you go. Yeah. I learned something. Now you today. know. I, I missed that. We need like that 80s graphic, the, the more you know. <laughs> Now the yeah. uh, the real reason that Will isn't with us is we're just doing a Maker's Central group today. So oh yeah, all three of us will be there. So Will's not going. What's that? Will's not going. No, he chickened out at the last minute. A lot of people are doing that. Cowards. <laughs> it's a great uh, show. I don't know. 
I haven't been. I didn't, I didn't. I couldn't make it last year, but uh, somehow we're cramming it in there. Like <laughs> just saying beforehand, like I've, I have literally, I feel like I've been living out of my suitcase for like three months. Like every springtime, it seems like that's when every company, every event um, happens. It seems like it's all condensed into like two, two, three months, and uh, it's fun. But man, like if somebody else out there is listening and they're thinking about starting a big event, do it and like. <laughs> summer or fall or something because it's uh it adds up and i mean it's god i was just saying i think uh like we did our we did a european vacation a while ago and then um workbench con and then spring make and now maker central and this is all like just those past those three events uh workbench con spring make and maker central are all within i think probably a month a month and a half definitely within two months they're like they all contain within two months they're like yeah yeah it's that's a lot of it's a lot of stuff to cram into two months Yeah. So yeah, it is. Yeah. Now that there's no longer um, uh, woodworking in America or hand hand tool hand handworks. That's true. Those are other events too. So yeah, they, they need to make like they need to make a maker's tour shirt, you know, <laughs> like a concert shirt, and it's just guys like all the events. Yes, I would. Uh, I would like that. Yeah. I mean, I guess we need more than three, but yeah, cool. I don't know. <laughs> so what you got going on, Zach? Uh, everything. <laughs> Very specific. I like yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, I mean, all that, all the, the travel to the events and stuff. And then uh, we're moving, as many of you may know. Uh, so we, we're going to, we're aiming to be up there like the first week of June to Columbus, Ohio. Um, You're going to come back from Maker Central and be like, let's go. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> like I, it, it's, we've been like, I mean, I, I mean, <clears throat> I've never been to prison, but I feel like. <laughs> I feel like we're like getting like our, we had like our parole hearing and like, we're like that date. They're like, you're, you're free to go. And uh, it's just sneaking up on us, but we have all this travel and stuff. Uh, So, (laughs) I mean, it's, it it doesn't even seem like it's real yet. Uh, It's, 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 it's crazy. I don't know how we're going to do it. Like trying to figure out the logistics of moving my, my shop. And I have a lot of heavy equipment, like my, my forging press weighs, you know, 1200 pounds and it's seven feet tall. And there's no way to get that into a truck without a lift gate or a forklift or some sort of lift. It's, I don't think it's rampable. Uh, <laughs> unless the ramp was like you know a hundred really, really long ramp yeah yeah and I, I don't feel like doing that so it's not like you're moving across the town you're like you're moving so it's yeah and the, the problem that we're finding is there's, there's a lot of trucks out there with lift gates but uh they all need to be returned to the same location oh yeah and that's uh that's a problem so i don't know unless Might you want to drive back <laughs> Not, driving those big empty trucks, driving those trucks empty is a pain too. I'm kind of nervous even about heavy. driving it full because, like, the one we would probably get would be like a 26 footer, like the big one. Oh, yeah, that was big. And I mean, I've driven, like, I worked for the railroad and I drove like the big trucks with the gigantic trailers and stuff on the back. But for some reason, thinking about having everything we own in the back of one of those trucks, and there's no, there's no like, you know, there's no hitch or anything. So it's just, I I think having like towing a trailer would actually be a lot easier than towing a gigantic long stick on wheels, you know, like that doesn't turn. And uh, just thinking like, oh, you know, if we're anything happens, like everything we own is in here. Uh, So I, I feel like having somebody else with insurance drive it who does it for a living would actually be it'd be that'd be nicer but uh, i don't know we're, we're trying to figure it out and what like as the you know like you're saying when we get back we have like
like three weeks to relocate yeah. our lives. Uh, so yeah, it's it's crazy. I'm, I I mean, we're super excited about it, but uh, yeah, this this place is a twenty two hundred square foot shop, which is going to be com- just unbelievable. Yeah. That's gonna I, be fun for you. We were in. Uh, what you have right now, yeah. You're gonna have to buy a lot more sharpies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's just gonna be like you know those like bars where you just like throw peanut shells on the floor. It's gonna be like that in my shop. You're just gonna be walking on the floor. It's just gonna have like a one inch layer of sharpies. <sighs> so nice. yeah, it's uh, it's it's really exciting. We went to, so at the um, spring make, which was an awesome event, by the way. Uh, last week we went to that Skidmark garage place, and I. I found a corner of the shop because they have a huge shop. Found a corner and I measured out 72 feet by 30 feet. And I just stood there and drank a beer <laughs> in that exact spot and looked at the corner. I was like, how am I going to lay this thing out? This is my space. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, we have a guest. He should probably talk more. <laughs> I feel like I'm dominating the conversation. It's like I'm catching up. Oh, okay. <laughs> With you. Uh, yeah. We don't we don't talk super yeah. often. So Matt doesn't true. know how to do this now that he doesn't have his own podcast. That's true. I'm out of, I'm out of the game. <laughs> how long has it been? Uh, we recorded a quarterly show like a month ago. Are you actually going to do a quarterly show? Yeah, we did one last uh, last quarter. So it's on the calendar. That's <laughs> <laughs> like uh, just for fun kind of thing that we're doing now. It became nice. like it's no longer a job. We're not taking any money. We're just it's basically just us catching up with each other. That's all the show is now. Once it's a quarter. Like every every time your your taxes are due, you guys. Have a podcast? <laughs> actually, yes. That's yeah. exactly what it's like. <laughs> Talking about how you pay your quarterly taxes. Yeah, it's uh, exactly what it's like. That's uh, basically what we're going to be doing for the next month or so. Because uh, with Makers Central, we probably won't have the podcast next week, and it's iffy the week after that. And then with Zach moving, who knows what's going to happen? So who knows? Stay tuned. Yeah, yeah. That that uh, tool cabinet you made the uh, the front doors on that with the epoxy. Uh, Not that bad, was huh? really funky. Uh, uh, that was a shot in the dark. <laughs> uh, resawing that epoxy slab with the with the, the bandsaw outside. That was that's gotta be terrifying. It was a little terrifying because I'm like, uh, I got a lot of time and maybe a little bit of money invested into this thing. I hope uh, it actually works. It did. <laughs> What's uh, what's what's the biggest like I screwed up something really nice experience that you guys can recollect? Have you guys ever had one of those where you do something and you're like, oh my god, what have I done? Dumping three gallons of epoxy on the floor. That was a, <laughs> that, I think you might I think you might have something there. I, can't. I still have something there. It's all over my floor still. Yeah, it's oh. a constant reminder. <laughs> Made for good content though. <laughs> yes. Look at it that way. Best kind of videos start with I did what. <laughs> I don't think I can think of anything like too crazy where it's like total loss or unrecoverable, I guess. That's pretty, that's pretty crazy when you think about it. Cause I, I can think of a lot of times where things have, where I've had that moment, but I've always been able to like come back from it. Like, I, you know, like I've had, I feel like there's always a solution, which is kind of a cool, a that's cool good. thing about making stuff. It's like, you can like that, uh, that modern industrial stool. I don't know if that, so where I was, cutting out the the notches to fit to slide up and fit around the legs there's like one of them where i cut it a little bit too big and there was a gap and i was like oh no 
Like this is a, this is a big, it looked terrible. And then I, you know, I sat down and thought about it for a while and I was like, oh, well, if I just weld metal tabs and widen Mm -hmm. the legs a bit and just do like a smooth metal transition there, it'll fill the gap. And then I can just kind of lightly, you know, pare away the, the wood to have a nice tight fit. And that's, that ended up being the solution. But yeah, at first it was like, I feel like that's, that's one of the, if you get to the point where when you screw something up massively, you can, you have like the conditioning to go, okay, hold on. Don't, don't react yet. There's, there's a solution. Just, just take a step back and figure it out. So yeah. See when Matt messes up a $3,000 slab, it's okay. Cause he's got five more. Yeah. A whole stack of them. Yeah. <laughs> there's more where that came from. <laughs> it grows on trees. <laughs> I had a, a video making sloyd hooks, um, and the sloyd hook is you take a, a thick piece of wood and you cut large notches in it, so you create a, a bench hook from one piece, and you just remove the waist in, uh, at a weird angle. It's kind of hard to describe audio. Then you have to paint it pink. <laughs> pink, pink sloyd. Yeah. <laughs> but I had so many because I made it. I had this scrap of walnut that's two inches thick by like four foot long that I literally pulled from a dumpster. It was going to be burnt. And uh, everyone's like, oh, I can't believe you're wasting that much walnut. It grows on trees, people. (laughs) I wanted, we were talking at Maker Central about, I think it was for the Make Money podcast or for for profit, made for profit. Um, We were talking about uh, just ideas and stuff. And uh, we were just messing around. I was like, man, I want to take, I want to do a video where I take like a walnut slab and make like 2000 toothpicks out of it. I would support that initiative. Yeah, just, just mostly just for the comments and just like shock value and stuff. But then I started thinking about it. I'm like, man, that's a lot of work. You'd have to like mechanize that. And then I was was thinking thinking like, I'm like, "Ah, that sounds terrible. I'm glad you're doing it. Not me. Yeah. But then I'm like, (laughs) man, how could you like, how could you mechanize or automate like that process? I'm like, I don't even know how toothpicks are made. That's, I mean, there's, there's a lot of ways that could be made, but I don't know. It's a good good thought. (laughs) What's that? A little tiny leaf. Yeah. (laughs) That would take a while. Just like making pins, only smaller. I mean, how? I wonder how they do that. I'm sure they have, you know, like some machine that just does everything. But I wonder if there's like a how it's made. I'm sure there's one on there. I kind of get the feeling it's cut into like a little skinny dowel, cut to length, and then put into a pencil sharpener. Something like that. Yeah, like making steaks. Like rolled between sandpaper. Yeah, but it's like some sort of like weird conical like planetary sander or something you know i have no idea i don't know it would cost me a lot of money to figure out how to do it though It'd probably be like fifteen thousand dollars to make toothpicks yeah artisanal yeah. toothpicks 15 bucks a pop yeah <laughs> pay for the pay for the uh <laughs> pay for the slab pretty quickly if you, if you like if you actually saw it up into like toothpick blanks you're gonna have more sawdust than toothpick blanks. oh yeah like there, there'd be a huge length or a <laughs> yeah. huge waste Gazankt just posted a video in the live chat showing how to make toothpicks. Really? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> now somebody's going to be busy for the next 5 minutes. Now somebody's going to beat me to it. I'm going to I'm going to get moved into the big shop and I'm going to be ready right. to do this and then Cremona's going to put out a video on how to make toothpicks it's, out of a slab. It's like a veneer thing. They make veneer strips and they cut it into pieces, so like matchsticks. Then they're tumbled. Mm. The hell? I'll, I'll, I'll watch it afterwards. <laughs> well, I've I've been having fun in the shop this week because I'm trying to get everything ready for Maker Central. So I'm actually producing 23 videos in one week. 
Why? In order to have all the content ready for while I'm gone over all my channels. You are a monster. I'm having fun. I'm, I'm doing <laughs> several videos every day. Thankfully, I've spent the last two weeks shooting all this footage, and now I'm just sitting and editing it all. Um, <laughs> but the nice thing is my bed is looking really, really nice now. I'm, I'm getting a lot of it done on there. And um, I think I have like three more videos worth of footage to shoot on it. So hopefully um, June, I should be done with it. So yeah. I think the last time I edited a video was like four months ago. <laughs> <laughs> I've been I've been telling everybody that I've been on like a, a YouTube Mr. Plans. I only put out viral videos that last for me. a month or two. No, no, my last no. I don't know. I've it's been it's like a, a it's like my detox I'm like cleansing. It's a YouTube YouTube diet. It's been nice. <laughs> fast yeah uh, scott uh, wamsley asks are there going to be any veneering projects on the guild or uh now that you have a vacuum bag oh there's that uh well i mean the humidor has what's one that mark did i don't know five years ago that's a veneering project it's all veneered uh that's it right now i guess and then like the doors on this tool cabinet that's pretty basic but maybe that's a veneer first veneer. Come in. it was thick veneer it was uh what was a tenth of an inch oh it looked a little thicker than that but yeah I'm thinking about doing um, making plywood because I want to make a wall clock uh, with all hand tools, so, so an open gear clock. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so I'm, I'm thinking about going through and making plywood for that because I know on my channel I'd be roasted for going and buying pro- plywood and making it from that. <laughs> <laughs> but if I make it myself, <laughs> yeah, I get a little bit of uh, comments like that when I buy plywood, but it's more like in jest than in uh, actual judgmentalness i guess you guys get for buying plywood what's wrong with that plywood no well in particular for me on a you can just say uh what's that guy at the nasa dude that everybody's obsessed with which one uh tom Sachs. i don't know who that is you guys don't know tom Sachs is he's like the uh um the other guy who has name i can't think of either (laughs) no uh yeah tom Sachs. he's like uh He's like the he I can't even explain it right now. He does he does a lot of design work and works with NASA. Um Instagram him. I will. He's actually done some really cool stuff. But uh yeah, he's he's all about the plywood. Yeah, we have another question from uh, Richard Maskey. Um, I want to start slabbing. What should I buy or use with an 18-inch chainsaw to slab small log? Uh chainsaw mill? <laughs> <laughs> You can get a smaller chainsaw mill. You're not gonna be able to mill a whole lot of stuff. Like with a 18 inch bar, once you put it in the mill, you maybe have like a 12 inch cut capacity somewhere around there. So it's, you're gonna be stuck with the smaller logs until you get a longer bar. But you can get started. That's for sure. And my my parents have shot a video when they were in Africa of a guy freehand sawing a log, uh, milling it into lumber with yeah. a chainsaw. And the log he was doing it with about an 18 inch bar. And the log he was cutting was about 25 inches will cross. Mm-hmm. And so he cut a straight line from one side, rolled the log over and cut another straight line. And they matched up perfectly. Or like, you can do it that cow. way. If, you, <laughs> if you're very good at freehand sawing, you can do it that way. You don't need a guide. <laughs> Have you seen the Scandinavian people that do it? They like everything with an ax. They'll use hewing axes. And mm-hmm. it's crazy. Like seeing them like cut out like, you know, two by sixes and stuff out of a tree. And how clean they can get it. And it's still green, so it's just like super flexy. Yeah, that's one of my one of my dreams is to make a, a small longboat and do it all out of hewn white oak. That'd be cool. 
be a long, tedious task, but uh, it would be a lot of fun. Sounds like something you'd be into. Long <laughs> <and> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I just finished resawing 24 feet of uh, seven-inch wide white oak. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I think I hurt more people's feelings than I hurt my arms. So I have I don't know how many comments of, oh, buy a bandsaw. <laughs> Yeah, I think you're like one of those guys that has the gloves full of bullet ants. You just stick your hands into it. Just because it feels good when I stop. Uh, cool. Well, uh, we were supposed to be doing the creator's photo challenge this week, uh, but with Will gone, we're going to have to bump that off until the next time we meet, which I don't know when it will be. So stay tuned for that. Uh, we'll be posting it on our social medias when we, uh, when we make a decision, but uh, we won't be meeting next week. Um, so yeah, if you do want to do that, um, just go to Instagram and create a picture with the, do you love it or do you cactus, which if you don't know what I'm talking about, go and listen to episode. Uh, what was that? Episode 121, where we talked about, uh, do you love it or do you cactus? And uh, we're, we're going to have fun with this one. Uh, I, I have a question for you, Matt, and I'm sure you get asked this all the time. Uh -oh. uh, so say you have like a, I don't know, what, what's your standard slab thickness that you cut at, like two inches or so? Like two, and a, two and a half. Yeah. Kind of the typical where things kind of end up based on the okay. size of the cut. And then, so how, what's your drying process? Like, do you have like a solar kiln or something? Uh, so the, for the big stuff, I do like at least a year outside of air drying. And then they come into the house here and they'll finish drying in the house down to whatever the equilibrium is for that time of year. So you say outside, like, do you like, I got in the yard. Like, do you have, do you, are they covered at all? By slabs, yes. So there's like, they get rained on and all yep. that stuff. No mm -hmm. problem there. Not the rain it's actually pretty... helps slow the drying process. That would make sense, easier. yeah. Because the, the, the way the wood dries, it all dries from the outside to the inside. And you're drying with a gradient. So the only way that moisture is going to move from the uh, the core to the outside is the outside is drier than the inside. And if mm -hmm. you get that, that gradient too far apart, so the outside is too far dry from the inside, you get a lot more drying stress, and that's how you get a lot of warping and weird stuff and cracking and things like that. So, so you'll just stack it exposed and leave it outside 100% exposed to sunshine and rain and whatever. Yeah, I've got it in a shady happens. spot so the sun doesn't affect it too much. It's okay. under some trees, which helps. Uh, the way that the log goes back together, it's, it's, you know, yeah. it's, got, it's got a curve on it, so it's, it kind of helps to shed a lot of the moisture. But there's some moisture that gets on the surface and there's just moisture in the air and it's just a little more damp, I guess. So it helps to slow things down, even things out so they dry nice and evenly. What about bugs? I live in Minnesota, baby. We ain't got no crazy bugs up here. Really? kind of nice. Yeah. There's like no yeah. carpenter ants or anything in the summer that come eat Carpenter ants, we have carpenter ants. Carpenter ants only like wet, decaying wood. So the whole... Yeah, they're, they're also colony-based, so if you bring it inside, the colony can't get at it. Yep. So you you let it sit outside about a year and a do you say a year or a year and a half? Uh, at least a year. I mean, it, okay. it just depends on what how how motivated I am to carry a whole stack of slabs into my basement. You know, that's really what it comes down to. And then how long does it typically take once you bring it inside? Uh, depends how dried it was while it was outside. But uh, if it was the stuff I brought in that was been that's been out there for two years, it took about three months to get down to equilibrium. So it came in at about fourteen, and it gets down to about six in about three months. That's in the winter time here because it's like super dry the yeah. humidity in the house is 10 percent for like four months wow. straight so it's Crazy. literally i live in a kiln yeah <laughs> I, it's the opposite here yeah <laughs> you can like probably take one of those you know those like bath sponges that like blow up when you put it in water <laughs> and just set it outside for 10 minutes and it'll be gigantic 
terrible. It gets, uh, it gets pretty dry here. You go through a lot of moisturizer in the winter yeah. and lip balm. That's why. Hmm. Cool. Oh. Well, we've got a good joke of the week that I came across and I just had to post it here. My wife is really mad at me for the fact I have no sense of direction. So I packed up all my stuff and light and write. <laughs> That's bad. <laughs> That's bad. That's what we aim for here. Uh, low standards. <laughs> yeah. So hmm. Matt, um, make Brooklyn asked, are you planning to learn to play the guitar once you're done? Uh, I will probably learn how to play a chord. Maybe G. That's about it. <laughs> I hear that one's easy. E minor. It's two fingers. <laughs> Can't go wrong. Otherwise, I'll be just strumming and pretend I'm playing Guitar Hero. That's uh, that could be it too. <laughs> Which is kind of nice. I can't play, so I don't know if it sounds bad. That's the beauty of making it and not knowing how to play. You have no idea. So, are you making electric guitar? Uh, yeah, solid okay. body electric. Which I had no idea what kind of guitar I was making either. Because I don't know nothing about making guitars. So I'm like, what size block of wood do I need for this? They give me a block block size. I'm like, okay, I'm cutting it up. I have no idea what I'm making, but I need the size piece of wood for this thing. Could be anything. <laughs> hmm. uh, that's on my list. Hopefully next year is to make an acoustic guitar. That'd be cool. Yeah. I, I want to actually go out and um, and cut it and do the whole process of going from tree to guitar. But uh, that'll, that'll take longer than one year. You have to time lapse the wood drying out for a year <laughs> outside. <laughs> That would actually be cool if you like figured out how to do it, you know, like Will Walker Walk out style. and take one picture a day. Yeah, you'd see all the seasons. <laughs> if you if you did it here in Florida, you'd just see like the bugs completely devouring the wood, and like and the time lapse would be like five days long, and it would all be gone. Yep. Yeah. Bye bye. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> cool. Well, what's uh, let's get into what's been uh, what's been inspiring us. What are we watching, reading? Um, do you have anything particular, Matt? Uh. Or should I come back to you? I've been watching and reading a lot about trucks because I'm looking at getting a bigger truck and uh, trailer. And I'm also looking at getting a CDL so I can get a pretty big truck and trailer. Nice. So I don't know. That's what I've been kind of venturing down to a rabbit hole of lately. Which what is kind totally of different. what kind of trucks are you thinking? This kind of problem was like... I mean, CDL, you're, that's a whole new league of truck. Yeah. Well, like one of my life goals or like, I don't know, life goals necessarily, but... It's things become I, a long road, long road trucker. No, no, no. Just like long things that I think trucker. would be interesting to know how to do or be able to do. I've always wanted to learn how to drive a big rig. Not that I want to like be a truck driver for a living, but I think it's a really interesting skill to have. It's to be able to get into that truck and figure out like how to drive a thing and how to back it up and how to park it and all that stuff. And I think that'd be a really cool thing. So as I'm like looking at like, well, I want to be able to like really like move big logs. So I want to be able to pull bigger trailers. So I want to get over the, the, uh, I guess whatever the class D licenses for the, uh, the gross rating of your tow vehicle and your mm -hmm. trailer. So I'm like, okay, so that's pretty easy to get to. It's only 26,000 pounds. So I'm like, once you get a truck that has like a vehicle rating of like 12 to 14,000 pounds, then you only have like what, 14 to 12,000 pounds for towable. And like, and then your payload has been like 10,000 pounds. What if I go pick up a 14,000 pound log? You know, that's like, that's like the thing I want to do. So now I need to have a CDL so I can drive a truck that can tow a trailer that can actually pull that log behind me. All that like, because you built you built a big bandsaw. You know, uh, if you I'm, built a smaller bandsaw, you wouldn't have to worry about picking up those. Now logs. you're gonna need to build a uh, like a crane to go on the trailer <laughs> to move the log onto the trailer. That's the other thing too. I'm like, well, if I get a big enough truck with a big enough trailer, then I can just put uh, like a clam arm on it and just pick stuff up. I'm trying to think of. I can't remember the what the make of the truck that I drove for the railroad. It was I think it was an international. It was a gigantic like boom truck. We, yeah, see, yeah, like what if someday I want to buy a boom truck? That's what you need. Is a big boom truck with a trailer and you can just load load it up 
See, and the only thing holding me back is my ability to drive it legally. Yeah. <laughs> and the cost. because about the space to park cheap. it? They're actually pretty cheap. Like, I'm a, if you buy new ones, they're obviously expensive. But for someone who's just kind of doing like for fun, you don't need super a super nice machine. They're actually like not that expensive. Like really? 10 to 15, 20,000 for. Wow. Like That's maybe a like, a like a 1990s truck. It still drives just fine. It'll still pick up what you want just fine. Yeah. I'm not driving it every day. So I'm not super worried That's about true. it. But it's cheaper than buying like a pickup. That's crazy. Yeah. Run crazy. It's fun, man. Like I remember like, cause I got my permit. I never actually finished my license. Cause I was, I, I didn't work for the railroad too long, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, I mean like, I remember like figuring out how to shift those things and like double clutching and all that. And then like, it changes the way you drive. Cause I've always had manuals, like every vehicle I've had is mission. And I remember like going back to my Jeep and like just subconsciously, like trying to like <laughs> double clutch it. And it's just like not quite working. It's, it's a different animal, but it's, it's, de- it's like a ton of fun. Like I, I really, I actually really enjoyed uh, driving those things. It's like a very, uh, you're very engaged in what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. What about you, Zach? What's been inspiring you? Ooh, man, I haven't had time. I, all I have is inspiration. I just don't have any time to do frequent flyer miles. Yeah. Like I, there's so much I want to do. And this is the problem I have right now is I am so limited on time and there's so much I want to do. So I'm at, uh, I think my next hammer and queue is number 98. Somebody has purchased 99 in advance. I kind of want 100 to be like, I might do a video on that and make it my last one that I do out of the shop. I just, I don't know. It just seems like oh, yeah. be a cool thing to do. Um, but yeah, I don't have much time and like just trying to, trying to orchestrate everything that's going on. So yeah. So are you still planning on moving yourself or hiring people? I don't know. Like I, I really wanted to move myself. I wanted to find a truck with a lift gate and load it up and, you know, get everything packed the way I want and just hit the road. But I mean, we've looked everywhere, like every right, every moving company, Penske and all these, these places that have like lift gate service and stuff. The issue that we have is all of them want the truck to be returned to where they were yeah. picked up from originally, which I guess is possible. I just, you know, that's more time that I don't have to like drive everything <laughs> up there and unload and then drive all the way back. Um, so we're, I think, I think we have somebody coming by to give us an estimate. And it's weird because when you do that, everything's by weight, which to me is the dumbest. I mean, I know it makes sense to truck drivers and stuff, but you have weigh-ins. But do you know how hard it is to estimate how much stuff you own by weight? Like that is, it's ridiculous. (laughs) Like I have no idea. I have no idea how much my shop weighs. I have no idea how much like my clothes weigh. Like it's just such a weird way to quant quantize quantize quantify quantify yeah that one. It's such a like weird way to quantify your belongings. I got think on this now. I don't know. It's, it depends it's on whether or not you're moving weird. your slabs, Matt. Yeah, how much all my slabs weigh? <laughs> yeah, see, this is why you need a CDL. You can be like the shop mover. <laughs> when, yeah. Whenever somebody in the community needs a shop moved. Uh, Cremona. Maybe just my own shop move. That's about it. <laughs> I think there's a business to be had there. Uh, I don't know the margins are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I have to give a uh, shout out to a video I came across this week. Uh, Someone sent this to me. For the life of me, I can't remember who sent it to me, but it was uh, about a a guy making uh, a Swiss Swiss made Cooper bucket. And so it's a it's a milking bucket, oval Coopered bucket Um, and fascinating uh, just to see how it can all come together. And this particular guy makes one bucket a day. And so each step takes longer than a day but he has several in sequence at any given time so that every day one comes out of the shop. And it's, it was kind of a, a fascinating look. I mean, cause you think about a, a circular coopered barrel or bucket 
but this was oval. So the stresses on it are different at different points. Um, just a, a really interesting video. So mm. yeah, I had a lot of fun with that. Uh, let's see. Do, do you want to do uh, product of the week? Uh, I can think of something. I think I just want to comment like the coopering thing. Like anytime uh-huh. I think about the geometry involved in making a barrel that's watertight, like it hurts my head. <laughs> Because it's not like, you know, it's not like the curves are, I don't know if they're, since, since they're like, the, there's, there's two dimensions going on there. Yeah, like, is that angle, angles. is the angle the same all the way down? Or is it like a compound? Does it change in the center since it's a, since the barrel is like a bigger diameter in the center? Does the radius of the staves like it's, change? It's the as same all the way down because you have the same amount of segments. Okay. That makes sense. So they cut the sides and then bend the the profile into them i guess um, i've seen videos i've just never seen well there are different ways of doing it <clears throat> yeah that's insane crazy crazy <laughs> so do you have a product of the week who's you matt <laughs> uh... <laughs> <laughs> on the spot this is how i feel every week, week. i haven't been the shop at all uh, besides something that starts with Boeing, well, I have to give a, a shout out to the scraper plane. Um, I've been using it quite a bit and, uh, I, there's something about really nice shavings that come from a scraper that are just, ah, oh, it's the perfect way to end a project. Um, so I, uh, anytime you have a large flat surface, a scraper plane just makes it so much easier than a card scraper and, uh, very, very happy. So, yeah. What about you, Zach? I guess I'm going to go with my ISO tunes again. I don't know when I <laughs> used that last, but that's kind of the only tool that I've been using the past month is sitting on airplanes and trying to block out the obnoxiously trebly announcements that they, you know, seems are, I feel like they, they've engineered the audio to be as like shrill and cutting as possible. So that no matter what you stuff in your ears, you have to listen to like the same seatbelt and oxygen mask procedure over and over and over. <laughs> So yeah, I'll go with my, uh, my ISO tunes, Bluetooth ear things. And for anybody who's interested, I think I'm not even sure if it's active, but I think ZHF is a code. You, you want them. Cool. Do you have anything, Matt? Oh yeah. No, I got none. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Well, uh, I want to say a huge thank you to Matt for coming into this and we are having a a good bit of time, a good bit of fun here. Um, just a reminder, we will not be recording next week and probably not the week after that. So if you want to come and see any of the three of us, we will be at the, uh, I was about to say we're going to be at the Creators Collective. What is it called? Uh, Makers Makers. Central. There we are. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, feel free to come up and say hi. So looking forward to that. I think that's about it. Anything I'm forgetting? Other than saying a huge thank you to Matt. And uh, if you want to find out more about his stuff, I have a link to that down in the description. And you can find him at mattcremona.com or uh, YouTube channel, Matt Cremona. Anything else you want to say, Matt? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Until next time, have a wonderful day. See you later. Bye-bye. Thanks again for listening to The Creators Collective. We publish weekly on Thursdays in iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. You can follow us on social media pages everywhere at Creators Collective. We're also live streaming every week on Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Just look up the YouTube channel to join in on the fun of the live chat and get your questions answered live. And until next time, keep on creating.